0: Welcome to Build Momentum, where we make PR easy for education organizations. We're so glad you're joining us today. We couldn't be more excited to dive in and help education organizations achieve bigger results with PR. In this podcast, our goal is to make PR easy for nonprofits, startups, research institutes, and schools. You can count on learning how to develop simple, replicable PR strategies and how to execute on those strategies. I'm your host, Sarah Williamson, and I've spent the past 15 years working in public relations where I've been able to understand what works and what doesn't when it comes to PR and how to land results that build your credibility. I will share my tips for success and interview others who have done the same to provide you with a PR framework that you can use within your own organizations. If you're looking to increase brand awareness to enhance your profile and stand out from the crowd and you want to learn simple, actionable strategies to do it, you're in the right place. If you haven't already, be sure to check out my latest free guide, How to Write a Killer Case Study, Even If You Don't Have Data. You can find it at casestudy.swpr-group.com. That's casestudy.swpr-group.com. And on today's show, we're going to dive in on the topic of how to effectively communicate with your audience. We're going to not only talk about how to do it well, but how to simplify the process. Whether you're communicating with your local community, school district leaders, or parents, or even your internal team, I want to share several universal and applicable strategies that you can apply within your own organization, especially right now as we're all navigating this dynamic moment in life and in the education industry. So I can tell you from experience with my clients and within my own personal life, getting the right message to the right people at the right time is by no means easy. So the ultimate challenge is really trying to figure out how to effectively share succinct and timely information with all of your stakeholders at just the right time. So before we get into how to solve this challenge, I want to talk about first why having a communication strategy in place can make all the difference and whether or not you succeed. Okay, so we've all heard about creating communication strategies and how important they are, and I'm sure you've heard this too. But let's really talk about why they're so important. I really could talk about all day about why having a communication strategy is so important, but since you probably don't want to hear me drone on all day, I've narrowed it down to my top four reasons for having a plan in place. So number one, number one purpose for having a communication strategy in place is when you have a plan in place, or Requires less strain on you and your team when you need to communicate updates. So, essentially, systematizing a communications plan can make it much easier to work your plan when you need it. So, what I mean by this, everyone knows. How the flow of communication is executed. And if you know that every week you have a weekly communication going out from the CEO, the executive director, or the superintendent with an update, you can anticipate your needs all week and plan accordingly. It's not a scramble every time because it's expected and anticipated. And number two, having a plan in place keeps you focused on your goals. And let me tell you, who doesn't want that in today's chaotic world? So you're able to regularly refer back to that plan and recall what your strategy is. While you're focusing on the specific communication you're pushing out and really stay focused on those goals. Number three, by having a plan in place, you can evaluate whether or not opportunities fall within your plan and you can say no if they don't. Essentially, this provides a North Star for your organization. We all receive a lot of requests on a daily basis. And if you have a plan in place and a method for how you communicate with your team or your external organization, then you know When you receive requests, you can funnel those requests into the plans that are already in place. And you can say no if they don't fall within those plans. So if something just really falls out of alignment with what you normally communicate, you don't have to share that information. And you you can feel comfortable saying no because it's not within the strategy of the plan you've established. And that flows right into number four, which is establishing boundaries. This is particularly true for school districts and teachers right now who are just receiving a lot of requests for regular communication, but it can also be relevant to any organization and how we communicate internally with our team and externally. Establishing boundaries will provide that consistency and awareness for people to know when they're going to receive their communication from you, how they're going to receive it. And it just it eases anxiety for people when they know when, how, how and where they're going to receive that communication from you. And they're less likely to ask additional questions or reach out to you in off times if they know that they're going to receive a message on Thursday, for example. It's a good practice to establish those, those boundaries and set those consistent communication practices. Okay, so now we know why a communications plan is so important. Let's talk about the f- top five ways to streamline your communication efforts. The first one, I'm just going to run through all five and then we'll go through each one in more detail. The first one is define your message and stick to it. Over communicate, determine a central point of communication, make leaders accessible, and identify success stories and share those stories. So, the first one is define your message. You want to make sure not only you, as your communications leader, but your entire team and marketing team, CEO, everyone's on board, whoever needs to be on board. If it's your of directors, if it's your executive team, you're all on board with that message and you consistently stick to that message after you've defined that message. Make sure that message is really succinct and address as many questions as possible in the communication that you share. If you're sharing updates, especially if you're sharing COVID updates or how things are going to be fluctuating based on COVID, answer as many questions as possible within that communication. And if you don't know an answer, share an anticipated date for the answer or simply share your process for When you plan to resolve the challenge. One thing I've heard from many organizations is they don't want to share any updates until they actually know all of the answers. And I would argue that that can create more anxiety than it's worth. It's almost better. It's actually not almost. It definitely is better to share an an update of any kind, let them know you're working on a solution and when they can, can anticipate that solution and that update. And finally, determine when, how, and where you're going to communicate your updates. So everyone's on the same page and their updates are consistent. So is it every week? What day of the week? What time of the week? Make sure everyone knows when that communication goes out, when they can anticipate it, and that you're consistent with that message. Okay, moving on to number two, over communicate. I can't state this enough. Over-communicating right now more than ever is so important. I'm a little embarrassed to tell you this, but I have had a difficult time keeping track of my son's uh, school schedule and I own my own business. I have multiple clients. I like to think I'm an organized person, but I can hardly keep track of what assignments he's doing when. If I see an email from his teacher, sometimes I miss it because I'm busy or in meetings during the day. And I think I, I like to think I have my stuff together. So we're all overwhelmed, all of us right now more than ever. So communicating in as many forms as possible with educators, students, families, communities, any of your stakeholders, whoever needs information from you over communicating. If you're hearing from people, I've heard from a couple of districts who shared with me, oh, people said they received our message twice. Oh my goodness. That is great news. If they are complaining, they're getting too many messages from you about the same topic, you're doing your job. Over-communicating is the key. And I know it feels like you're repeating yourself right now, but that's actually vital. That's how you ensure that that message reaches everyone it's supposed to reach. One thing I encourage you to do is to really think think beyond communicating updates via just social media. So just a couple stats for you. According to a recent study from Adweek, emails reach 90% of the recipients compared to a meager 2% 2% social media impression rate. And another study recently found there are a total of 3.8 billion email users out there and 3.4 billion social media users out there. However, the open or click-through rate typically on average for email is 228 percent. It's a little higher for school districts and government agencies and certain other sectors, but social media is pretty abysmal. Social media engagement rates are about 0.58%. So it's so important to consider that even though you're posting so- something on social media, very few people could potentially see that, especially in the noisy, crowded world that we have going on right now. I'm not saying not to use social media because we all need to use social media, but the key is really using both email and social media be robotechs, robocalls, newsletters, site visits, anything and everything. Over-communicating can feel like overkill, but it's really the primary way to cut through the noise and get your message out to your audience right now. And number three is determine a central point of communication. Okay. So this is especially important during times like a pandemic, When everyone needs updated information, they need one place to go to find it. People are hungry for information right now. So they need to understand how things are shifting and where they can go to find information about your company, what's happening. And again, as I've already mentioned, keep that site consistent and keep it updated. Ensure people know where to go to find that information and make it easy to read and digestible. Okay, and moving on to number four, make leaders accessible. So what I mean by this is pursue proactive media interviews. Reach out to the media and offer opportunities to share updates about your organization or your company, Um, schedule virtual interviews, regularly offer opportunities to provide updates to anyone and everyone. Schedule regular office hours so that your community knows how and when to reach you and that you're available to answer questions. Host virtual town hall events that provides the community with access to the leaders of your organization where they can share updated information and have an opportunity to ask questions. Any opportunity you can to connect with the community is going to create that two-way communication that's going to ease everyone's anxiety, especially right now, and offer a chance for them to ask questions about what what's happening and what are the next steps. And number 5 is identify and share positive stories. This is a this is a big one. You know, you all know I love case studies and sharing success stories about my clients and about Anyone really in any organization has an opportunity to share success stories. Now more than ever is an amazing time to reach out and see what's working well, even during these challenging times. Who's really excelling with your product, your service? What's what if you work for a school district or a school, what educators or students are really excelling with digital curriculum right now? And how can they share their results with other people? Who's thriving despite all of these challenges? And if you find those people, reach out to them, ask them what they're doing differently, ask them if you can share their story, and even better, invite them to share their story with your community, to a Facebook Live, to invite them to a town hall, create a success story about them, post them on your blog and in your social media channels. We're all used to hearing negative news. So anytime we can see some positive success stories of those thriving despite the challenges of COVID-19, and that really creates the silver linings. Everyone's looking for silver linings right now. And that Sharing positive news is very inspiring right now and it can bring a message of hope and positivity to your organization and who doesn't want that? But even better, you're not promoting your brand. Your clients are doing it for you and there's nothing better than that. So there you have it. Those are the top five ways to streamline your communication for your organization. I hope this is helpful and please reach out to me with any other ideas or questions or thoughts you have on additional topic ideas. And don't forget to grab my free guide to creating a killer case study. Even if you don't have data, we walk you through how to do that. Again, that's available at casestudy.swpr-group.com, casestudy.swpr-group.com. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and write us a review on iTunes or Spotify or whatever platform you choose to listen to. We will be back with another episode of Build Momentum next week. Thank you so much and I hope you have a great one.